Hey there, everyone. It's Jeff from MCS Mag, and welcome to podcast episode number 247. Now, like you, I'm a firm believer that the only one who can protect me from an attack is me. Now, that's why I carry a concealed handgun, a backup gun, and a knife to defend myself if I have to. But sometimes I travel to locations where my weapons aren't allowed, like a recent trip that I just took to Mexico. And yet I still want to be as armed and prepared as possible, right? Well, this week I wanted to share with you five weapons that I travel with, even overseas, that will help you feel safe and confident no matter where you go. Now, it's all coming right up, but first, don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's free show notes, including a handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet covering all the main points to refer to later on, anytime that you want. All you have to do is go to www.mcsmagazine.com slash 247 and download it all absolutely free. Now, let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. All right, welcome back, everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. And so, listen, I just got back from a, another trip to Mexico. I go to, Me- I go to Mexico actually quite a bit. I used to go there as part of my, my business, um, doing security work. I went to Mexico City. Uh, I went to I was in Juarez all the time. I was in a lot of different places over in Mexico, and I really, I really love Mexico. And I go there and I travel there quite a bit, even just for vacation or just to get away and unplug for a while. And over in Mexico, of course, I'm not allowed to have guns or carry guns. The only ones that can that can have that are police and military that are on, on duty. And so when I go there, of course, I want to be as protected as I possibly can. And so I thought of, I thought about you know just letting people know like I, I walk around armed everywhere that I go and even in Mexico or even other countries if I travel there and so of course it's different in each place some places don't allow you to have knives some places do some places do allow you to have knives because those are the things that we normally typically typically think of as being able to have as a, a backup weapon right even in the United States we typically carry some sort of a knife that we can use for emergency purposes or even for self defense if we need to. So I thought Mexico would be a really good trip just to be able to share with you what I actually carry over there. Now, listen, if, you, if you're just traveling in the United States, um, listen, I, I make sure that I'm, I'm able to carry in as many states as I possibly can. Now, I'm not set up for all the entire country just yet, but being a uh, being in, in uh, concealed carry holder in in Texas gives me a little bit more leeway in where else I go. Some Not everybody... Um, allows Texas so you can't just come over the border some places you have to get a non-resident license issued to you but I try to be as licensed as possible as I can around the country Um, if you are in a state that doesn't have a lot of reciprocity or if you want to get a little bit more expansion you can go ahead there is a loophole for concealed carry where you can get an online uh, concealed carry license and that will uh, account for 28 different states. All you have to do, if you want more information on that, you can go over to www.28statecccw.com. That's the that's the letters, or I'm sorry, the numbers 28. So 28statecccw.com. And they'll give you more information about, about how you can just, you don't even have to go to those other states. You just take an online test and just do that, do the stuff there. And then you can go ahead and get reciprocity for those or covered for those 28 states. The other thing that I want people to know is I'm, I'm going to be focusing on weapons for this, but Really, this brings into 
this really brings to light that you need to have some sort of hand-to-hand -hand combat training to be able to defend yourself just in case you don't have any weapons whatsoever. All right, of course, weapons are the, are the great equalizer. I like to be as armed as I possibly can. I'm not looking for a fair fight. If I'm being attacked, I want it to be a very unfair fight. But the core weapon that you might have or that you, you should always have is going to be your hands and your other body weapons that you have. And being able to use those, just like any weapon, right? If you have a gun, of course you've gotta be able to use that gun. You have to be trained with that gun. Well, you have hands and feet, and of course you can wiggle your way through stuff, but being able to be trained in that and be able to use them effectively is a lot different than just being able to try and swing with a haymaker punch at somebody that's giving you a hard time or trying to rob you, okay? Most likely criminals are gonna be more experienced than you are at street fighting um, because of the nature of their lifestyle, right? They're criminals, they they are on the streets. I'm sure they, they get into to fights even overseas, right? So you don't need to be prepared for those. But let me go ahead and give you five uh, weapons that are actual weapons that I take with me everywhere that I go. Okay, now the other thing I'll tell you is that some of these aren't, aren't going to be necessarily worn on my body because they're a little bit a little bit larger, not large, but a little bit larger than what I want to put inside of a pocket, so to speak. So I often carry my scram pack with me. It's our it's our own sling pack that we have. That's a it's a has a small compartment in it, but it also has a hidden compartment in it that I use for one of my backup guns. If I if I'm not wearing like an ankle holster, if I'm wearing shorts, I have my scram pack with me. It's got a hidden compartment in there with a molly strap in there that I have my um, I have a, an improvised. A holster in there for my backup gun. I can put that in there. Okay, so I carry my scram pack with me, and some of these can fit in there in that same compartment for that I normally put my backup gun in. They'll fit inside of there inside of the Molly webbing. Okay, so that's why you want these things to be very handy for you. All right. Now the first two I'll go into are relatively common, but I still find people aren't carrying them. So number one is a small tactical flashlight. The tactile flashlight that I that I wear is only about it's about four inches or so. It's not it's not very big, and it does have the a a, a dim a bright and a strobe feature on it, all from an ambidextrous cap on the back of it, and it also has a belt clip on it because that is where I keep it. I always want my flashlight handy. I use that I use my flashlight all the time. All right, so. A flashlight is is definitely something you absolutely want to have. Now, not just for fighting somebody off if you need to, or being able to use the strobe to disorient an attacker, but even just to make sure that you are not seen as an easy target. So I've said this before in other podcasts, but anytime that I'm in a parking lot and it's at night, even if there's good lighting there, if it's at night, I have my flashlight out because criminals are looking for the weakest link in that parking lot. If I have a flashlight out, especially even if it's if it's already well lit out and I'm looking around cars and stuff, people know that, or a criminal is gonna know that I am somebody who's more aware. They're not gonna be able to get as close to me as they wanna get. I'm probably gonna notice them and I'm gonna respond a lot faster. They're not looking for a fight. They're not looking for a problem. So my flashlight is a crime preventer as well as a potential tool right there in my hand. If I'm ambushed, if I am attacked, it is right there in my hand. So I can use that. It's got a an attack bezel on it that will, if I'm striking the face, it will, it will, it will uh, cut the face. So I that's the that's the flashlight, or that's that's the type of flashlight you want to have, but that's the one I carry with me all the time. Okay. 
So a uh, tactical flashlight is first and foremost here. Uh, the second one is a tactical pen. So again, people have probably heard of a couple of these uh, before, but again, how many of you are actually carrying a tactical pen? Um, do you carry it in, do you carry it someplace that where you can actually get to it really quickly? Is it in a pocket? Uh, is it in, you know, I carry mine right where my scram pack is. So I can, it's a sling pack, so I can quickly swing it around the front. I can go ahead and put it in there. In the front, I also have my, my phone. There's a phone compartment on there, so I can actually put the pen in there if I want to as well. But I typically put it right inside of the, of the scram pack itself. So for the tactical pen, you want to get one that necessarily, um, you, you want to get one that, that is, ha, has a carbide tip on it or something that you can use for really striking down on somebody, but not one that you want that you have to take the cap off of it. So that's going to be like a two-step thing. I don't want that. I just want to grab it and be able to strike because with my other hand, I might be trying to fend this person off with my free hand while I'm reaching for another weapon. So if I can get to that tactical pen, I don't, I don't want something I have to take the cap off of it in order to start using it. All right. If you don't have a tactical pen, they're all over the place now. You can even get them for free. Uh, you can go to the website www.freetacticalpen.com, and that will take you over to a, a free pen that you can get just uh, send out to you as well. But I, do, I like the tactical pen. And look, flashlight and the tactical pen take it with me right through TSA when I'm traveling. So all of these are things that you can actually bring with you. Okay. The uh, the third item is a K bar spork. Now, if you've seen these before, but K-Bar, most people know of K-Bar from uh, the knives. They made the, the it was the K-Bar knife, right? So uh, it's a military knife and they have a they have other other knives in their line as well. But K-Bar K actually put out um, a, an eating utensil, a spork. So it's a, a spoon and a fork combination. It looks tactical, right? It's like black and it's it has a... Yeah, it, it, it's got a, a really good handle on it, actually. It's a good size handle on it. And the reason for that is hidden inside of the handle is actually a, a knife. And it's like a serrated knife. So you, if you're using the fork and the spoon, the spork part, you can actually use that uh, serrated knife. It's actually surprisingly sharp, pointy, and uh, and useful. for You can even cut through meat with that thing. That's how good it is. It's not like one of those little like flimsy spatula type forks that come in a lot of those uh, with those spork things so this one actually works really well and so all you have to do is just pull it pull it apart and you can use that serrated knife to be able to cut or stab something all right so that's the k-bar spork and i'll put i'll put links to these on the blog as well so you can go there and check these out okay uh, item number four is a long padlock a long padlock so it's you know a typical padlock that you would normally find that you would put around the gate except that it has a much larger i don't know what you call the part of the uh the the lock but the loop part right so the one that i carry is just it's about it's almost four inches tall it's solid metal down at the bottom it's just an ace hardware one that i have and this is something you can it'll get through tsa also but what i like about this is it acts as a striking tool so if I hold it in my hand and I, you don't want to put like your fingers through the lock because it really doesn't, I found that it doesn't really work very well. Um, but if you just hold on to it, the loop part of the lock um, facing up to the top. So the loop part would be if you're holding your hand out in front of you and you're gripping onto the, the handle part, the loop part would be coming up around where your thumb and your pointer finger are. So it's, it's pointing straight up. The bottom part is the striking surface. So if you think of it like a hammer strike where you're just, you're striking with the bottom part of your fist. With this in your hand, at least with my hand, I don't have gigantic hands, 
Uh, so this work for people with any medium, you know, average size to uh, to larger. They do make larger locks so that somebody with some big meaty meat hooks there for hands, you can actually buy larger ones. But it's the edge of the of the actual lock part is what you would be striking with. You want with that like the corner of that, the edge of that. Even if it strikes on the on the solid part, it's going to be it's going to hit really hard with somebody. So it's a force multiplier when you're striking in your hand. Now I'm a big fan of the hammer strike. I think it's the most powerful strike that you can do with your hands. And so having this in your hands just makes a more an already powerful strike that's easy to learn, easy to master, and it makes it even more powerful. Okay, that's the the long padlock. The last one is something that's a little bit strange for people, but when I was down in Mexico City especially, one of the biggest problems there is kidnapping. And this can happen anywhere in the country, but um, oftentimes with any sort of a kidnapping that's going to be for ransom, it's not going to be one person. It's going to be multiple people. And in Mexico City, at least at that time when I was going down for security work, I had my own driver because if you got into a taxi cab, it was well... It was a, uh, a well-practiced criminal act where if you got into a taxi cab, it would take you on your way toward your destination, but then it would suddenly veer off to an alley. It would park, and then three or four guys would come out from a room somewhere that somebody had called ahead, and they that you get you out of the car, and they will beat you up and take all of your luggage and all the money you have and everything. Um, and just and just go away with it. And that was a very common practice. The other the other thing that happened was people would be kidnapped that way. So that's why I always had like a private driver everywhere that I went when I went to uh, when I went to Mexico City. And so I always I always look at what if I need to defend against multiple attackers? Okay, what if there is a criminal ring that's going on? What if it's a gang uh, situation? No matter what it is. And so one of the things that I had with me was a cigar tube. So if you know what these are, these are are. They're about like a, yeah, about six to eight inches long. They have a little cap on them, and they're these plastic tubes that cigars go inside of to keep them fresh. And so I have one of those with me. And when I get to my destination, I fill it up with either sand or salt if I can, like a, a like a coarse salt. And uh, the reason for that, I actually learned this from a friend of mine. He's actually a guy in our network, uh, Brian Stein, who is a, a ninja, like a legit ninja, like actual training ninja. And this kind of takes the uh, the blind. This is like a homemade blinding powder, and so with that, I can quickly take off the cap from that. And if I have a, a group in front of me, or even if they're circled around me, all I have to do is just take that cigar tube filled with sand or salt, and then just basically spray it out really quickly. Just throw it out in front of me in an arc, like swing it out in front of me. And what it'll do is it gets. If ever you've ever been to the beach and you get sand underneath your eyelid it just hurts like hell, right? You can't see, you'll do anything you can to try and, your eye waters up, you can't see through, you'll do anything you can to get your, to get that salt, or I'm, I'm sorry, that sand out from under your eyelid. And so that's why it, sand's really easy to find, right? All you have to do is get on the ground, you're good to go. Or you go into a, a, um, a grocery store somewhere, get some salt, pour it in there, that'll work also. Uh, so this is gonna give you the, the chance to escape if it's that type of a scenario. Because most times, those types of scenarios where it's you're in a foreign country, you're obviously a um, somebody who 
is uh, is not familiar with the surroundings there, they can spot you. And it's a very, very dangerous situation. And the most likely, those types of people that are targeting you, there are there is going to be more than one person. So cigar tube filled with sander salt. It's a real ninja trick. That's a true ninja trick to be able to get out of a multiple attacker situation. Okay. So those are just five things that I carry with me uh, to be really be just just racked with with weapons anytime that I'm traveling around in order to be able to protect myself. But what I want to hear are what are, what do you have? What are some other ideas that you have for if you're traveling, something that'd be safe to go through TSA that you can take it on with you on to the airport. But also if you're traveling in other countries that don't allow knives or guns, what would you carry with you as a personal weapon? I'd love to hear your own ideas. So make sure that you leave them over on our blog over at moderncombatandsurvival.com. This is episode number 247. And until our next Modern Combat and Survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.